welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. We talk about ideas that connect one to the other. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, get us talking, get us doing things, and get us connected. Maybe we're a little bit inspired to do something new because we made the connection. So this week we are on part two in discussing the St. Paul Art Crawl, which is a wonderful event where you can go and meet artists all over the uh, St. Paul, over 40 different uh, locations, and it's a great time had by all. It's on April 26th, 27th, 28th. It's a week from today. Friday, it kicks off from 6 to 10. Saturday, it goes from 12 to 8. And Sunday, it goes from 12 to 5. In our first segment here, we're going to be talking to one of the sponsors, the Minnesota State's Arts Board, and it's Sue Jens, who is the executive director, and welcome, Sue. Good morning, Lori. So glad that you're here, and you're celebrating. You're celebrating 10 years, I understand. We are. Well, in fact, Minnesota is celebrating 10 years. In 2008, Minnesota voters uh, approved an amendment to our state constitution that guarantees a certain amount of revenue for outdoor heritage, clean water, parks and trails, and arts and cultural heritage. And we are now in the 10th year. And so um, this is a year of celebration for us and for all who have been a part of that legacy amendment and have benefited from it. And you have a show that's going to be part of this, um, and it opens on April 26th. One of the things that I think is really exciting about your show is it's a celebration of neighborhoods, of community, of art in ways that makes a difference. It builds community, builds bridges, differences. There's a health involved. So tell me about how important our relationship to art is. Well, our relationship to art is terribly important because it speaks to every person in a slightly different way. Uh, uh, Every person can look at the same piece of art and have a completely different reaction. But that in itself is a common experience, Mm -hmm. that we can all understand something differently. Uh, Oftentimes, uh, people ask the question about, well, why is the state of Minnesota investing in the arts? Why are we investing public taxpayer dollars in artists and art programs across the state? And the reason we do it is because the arts are good for us. Uh, they they do all of the things that you mentioned. They bring people together. They help build bridges. They help. Um, we're we're seeing more and more research that shows that the arts are important in health and wellness, and the arts have an important economic benefit in the state. So we see community development directors and economic development directors and mayors and city council members across the state thinking about how to use the arts as a, a more important tool to um, revitalize communities and neighborhoods and to just uh, create a lot of vibrancy. I think when people think of arts, sometimes they go to museums Mm -hmm. and they think of theaters and they think of concerts. But you do more grassroots art, bringing art to life right in a neighborhood. We do both of those things. And that, in fact, is one of the really wonderful things that has happened since the Legacy Amendment um, Mm -hmm. was passed. The the Arts Board and the 11 regional arts councils with whom we work around the state have always funded artists and arts organizations. So concert halls, theaters, Mm -hmm. the, the sort of traditional places that you think about the arts. But because of legacy funds, we now can go broader. So we're now funding activities in senior centers. We're funding things in community centers. We're funding things in um, in shelters. We're funding things in parks and neighborhoods. We're funding festivals. We're funding summer camps. And places uh, – I always say that what, what the Legacy Amendment has allowed us to do is to keep the arts in traditional places and also bring them out into our daily lives in the community. And your exhibition celebrates uh, 30 communities – You've got 35 grantees that are going to be showing their art. Would you like to share a little bit about some of those pieces that are going to be on display? Uh, I understand one is from Mankato uh, and that's the Essence of Life project where you've got um, all sorts of local artists and families. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that one. Sure. So as you mentioned, the exhibition um, shows grantees of ours 
from the past 10 years uh, or from one of the regional arts councils. There are 97 pieces Mm -hmm. uh, of all sorts of different art forms. And the one specifically that you're talking about was a project in Mankato where artists worked with families who had lost a family member or a child Mm -hmm. and uh, tried to capture the story and then make a piece of art that would uh, celebrate that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we all know that when we've lost somebody, what's most important is to really honor that person and make sure that they are always remembered. So that was one of the projects that I think speaks well to the idea about health and well-being. Right. Um, some of the other projects that we are showing – oh, I'm sorry. And, and, and to that end, I think there might be a healing in the process of doing the art, not only in the recognition and the honoring, but being able to to heal through art. Yes, uh, indeed. The wounds that, that are unexpressed. Indeed. There's another project that comes from Pine County. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, One Heartland. They do a camp. And it's for young people and young adults who don't fit in. They might have some sort of uh, disability or a disease uh, that they're living with, a mm-hmm. chronic situation. Um, most of the young people who participate in the camp are uh, below, living below the poverty line. So in most what we would call normal day-to-day situations, they just don't feel like they fit in. This is a camp where they do fit in where everyone there has had some situation in their life that they've had to deal with. They come together in this camp and they all have something in common. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they don't – they're not different. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens there, the, the project that was funded by one of our regional arts councils, is art as therapy, creative expression as therapy. Sometimes it's very difficult to talk about something mm-hmm. that you're going through. But maybe you can write it down in a poem mm-hmm. or maybe you can express it in a song or in a painting. And um, art therapy can be really powerful when there just really aren't any words. But you can express what you're feeling. You can try to work through it. You can share it with others and perhaps somebody else will say, you know, I've, I've felt that way too. And discover. And discover. Sometimes it's hard to put it into words. Exactly. But in seeing a picture, it all comes together and then it opens up the opportunity to connect with someone else in that sharing. Yes. Yes. Uh, tell me about some five-year-olds. Well, one of the projects that's being featured was um, from a school called Talahi. It's in St. Cloud. And uh, the artwork that we have on display is by kindergartners. And uh, Talahi is a very diverse school. It has 14 different ethnic communities. And so the project is called Painting Our Friends. And the the five or six-year-olds <laughs> all had the opportunity to paint their classmates. Uh, and in the process of doing that, clearly you, you not only talk about how you look different or how you look the same, but you also learn a little bit more about the person. You learn about their story. Um, and uh, like the theme of the show, it's all about the connection, right. bringing people together. You know, we hear about emotional <clears throat> intelligence. Um, I think there's cultural intelligence that by learning each other's culture, it makes you more skilled in understanding as well as empathy. Indeed. Uh, and that builds the bridges. One of the other projects that we're featuring comes from the White Bear Center for the Arts. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that program, uh, Wing Young Huey, who is a very well-known uh, Twin Cities photographer – uh, and just won a Minnesota Book Award for his uh, book called Chineseness. He um, he explores identity, mm-hmm. and identity, as you say, can be cultural. So it's about uh, how we are genetically born and what our our history and ancestry is. But it's also about the place that you live, how you are the same or different from other people around you, and ultimately how you define yourself. And so he worked with uh, school students as well on projects about identity. And tell me a little bit more about Obsidian Arts. Obsidian Arts did a project uh, about fine arts from uh, artists who are black or African American. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are fewer opportunities uh, right now for artists uh, from communities of color to uh, find places to show their work and have that work recognized. So uh, it's a created – it's an exhibition that has been touring the state primarily in greater Minnesota to show work that might not otherwise be shown across the state and we'll have some of those pieces at the Arts Board. Now, the exhibition is going to be at the State Arts Board? It is. And that's at 400 Sibley Street, Suite 200. So you come into your suite and actually see these various pieces of art 
and 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 learn about the state arts board too. You do. Uh, so our office is in. It's the building is called Park Square Court. We're on the north side of the Mears Park, uh, a lovely setting. And uh, do come up to the second floor. Find us there. The work will be on display during the art crawl, but it will also be on display through the summer into August. So if somebody cannot be at the art crawl, we'd love to have them stop by during our office hours, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4.30. We're also planning to have some of the work that we're showing in in this exhibition on our website. So you'll see some of the images and you'll be able to read some of these stories about engagement on our website. And that is www.arts.state.mn.us or you can Google Minnesota State Arts Board. And there you'll be. One of the things that you mentioned earlier to me is one of the things that you're proud of is that everything is done is owned by all Minnesotans so that there can be a pride um, of, of, of owning our art, our Minnesota art. Mm-hmm. Tell me just a little bit more about that as we, we head into the next segment. Sure. Uh, there's a great project in this show that I think is an example. The city of Badger did a stained glass mural The city of Badger has 360 residents. 200 residents were a part of the project. So with publicly funded projects, what we're really interested in is helping everyone see how they benefit, how they can participate, and how art can bring them together and be connected to one another and to their own creativity. And we encourage you to go to the St. Paul Art Crawl. That's next week. And for more information on that, you can go to stpaulartcrawl.org. And we'll be right back and we'll be hearing from artists who will be showing their pieces during the Art Crawl. Thank you so much, Sue, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Lori. It's been a pleasure to be here. I'm Peter Rackliffe from the Eastside Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue. Brunson's Pub is a place where history and passion are a part of every detail, starting with the menu. The Payne-Phelan neighborhood arose from Dakota people who lived here for hundreds of years and pioneering immigrant communities, Irish, Swedes, German, and Italians, who made the east side their home. More recently, waves of new residents from Asia, Latin America, and Africa continue the rich immigrant history and are revitalizing the community's cultural life and economy. Come experience Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library. Be sure to check out Brunson'sPub.com. Tom Hartman here letting you know how you can save money with All Energy Solar. One of the myths about solar is that it's too expensive and you need lots of money down. The truth? Solar is available for little or no money down. And if you have a great site for solar, you might even save money right away on a monthly basis. So don't wait to switch. You'll see your investment pay off the sooner you switch to All Energy Solar. So start saving today and visit allenergysolar.com. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. In 1977, NASA launched the Voyager spacecrafts, satellites sent from Earth to study the farthest reaches of outer space. Aboard these Voyagers were the golden records, time capsules filled with images, sounds, and music that tell the story of our world. Astronomer Carl Sagan said, The launching of these records into the cosmic ocean says something very hopeful about life on this planet. But can we still find that hope? If you could send a message out to the universe today, what would you say? This April, join Sandbox Theater for the Golden Record Project, an intimate event 42 years in the making. The Golden Record Project is a search for connection, a hopeful call to other worlds, and a declaration that we are here. The Golden Record Project, April 12th through May 4th at the Sandbox. Tickets and information at sandboxtheateronline.com. The Golden Record Project. What would you share? 
Radio Show. So glad you joined us today. My name is Lori Fitz. I am your host. And on Connections, we do some really fun things. And today, our fun thing is learning about art at the Art Crawl. Our last segment, we had a chance to learn from Sue Jens, who is the executive director for the Minnesota State Arts Board, an exhibit that they're going to be hosting during the event. And now in our second, third, and fourth segments, we're going to be hosting artists to come talk to us about the art that they do. And I want to introduce them all to you. We have Jill Whitney Burke. Welcome, Jill. Thank you so much, Lori. And Jill, you do what I call sassy art. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to having you share a little bit more about that. Uh, Heather Cole will be talking to us this segment about light versus dark and some fun things she does with art. Good morning. Good morning. And Stephen, uh, Stephen, give me your last name again. Uh, Go ahead. Good morning. This is Steve Kistler. It's a Kistler. pleasure to be here. Yes, Steve Kistler. I'm sorry. I was my, my grid went off, so I, I wasn't able to get to your last name. But Stephen does a great job with photography uh, and is newly embracing his art uh, from being a scientist at 3M for many years. That's correct. But I've done photography all my life, so uh, it's just a rekindled. Rekindle and coming home. Heather, let's talk about your cool light and dark. Now, audience, I want you to, if you have a chance, go to the stpaulartcrawl.org um, and you can see all the cool things that are there. But uh, also check out Heather's uh, website. Heather, why don't you give it to us? Um, it's designhmc.com. And you do light fixtures. Yes. Um, I do lighting, sculptural lighting, and some other types of sculpture out of salvaged products and items. Um, I use a lot of commercial packaging, and my lighting is generally out of milk jug and water jug plastic and some juice bottle bottles. So so there's a, a sense of sustainable art. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, a big part of it. And environmentally friendly art because you're you're not letting things go to waste. No, I don't like to see things thrown away. And I also see a lot of interesting shapes and patterns in everyday items. So yeah, I got sparked on this and um, put a light bulb in it. And there's my light versus dark. When you first came to think about doing art and doing light, part of it was necessity. You yes. wanted to have a nice light fixture. I did. I moved into the Rossmore building, which um, was condoed in about 2004, and it had been in, been in the past um, small businesses and a lot of art studios. Some of the people that were artists in the Rossmore actually moved to the Lower Town area when that was getting started as a arts um, area. Wing Young Huey had his studio in the building. So we also purchased a piece of his from his um, University Avenue series when we opened our building. Um, and I didn't do any art until um, I was living there. And I moved in and we were hosting Art Crawl. And I felt a little guilty because there had been artists in the building and here we had moved in as condo residents and owners. And I kind of joked around as maybe the spirits of the artists in the building will haunt me. And um, they have in a very good way. But they've, I, they've inspired. They have. I mean, I, I – yes. So moving into the spaces, they were big loft spaces, open. They needed a certain dimension and presence of light fixtures, which I couldn't find. My, find. So I thought, well, I've always sewn and made things, so I'll make my own. And – Came upon some things as I was dumpster diving and got inspired with some ideas. And because you need a lot of materials to make your your yes, art, yes, and that was the thing. I find if you want to just describe a, a piece that you have for us right yeah, here. Yeah, I brought props because it's radio. <laughs> um, so I have a, a lighting fixture. So it's basically made out of little chips that I've cut out of the milk jug plastic, and I attach it to some sort of base and um but it has a feathery look it's almost like a big bird light <laughs> yes yeah, so people think it's feathers yeah. from a distance or paper yeah um, but it is just the plain old plastic milk gallon or water um, gallon jug and i um use different shapes i've used strips and chips and shingles and these are triangles and they make a really like bristly 
from. And you've discovered that the light has different effects using these different pieces. Yes, and it, and adding the light in really creates that luminary effect. And I, when I tell people I make stuff out of milk jugs, I can see their eyes going like <laughs> to the lake where they just shove a milk jug onto the string of lights. Yeah. It's a little bit more involved. Although in that. that has a certain charm, it does. But it's, I think I've taken it to another level. But yes, yes, it is definitely something you want to come see. There, at, it's a magical quality that that is not completely captured by just seeing it a picture. Although the pictures are really nice on your website. Do you want to give you. your website? Yeah, um, it's. I also have a Facebook page with the same name, but it's. Design HMC, so D E S I G N H M C, um, and it's a dot com for the website. Um, so, and and I would really, really want to encourage people to come to the art crawl. Uh, the Rossmer Building traditionally was artists. We do have some artists in the building, but we invite guest artists, and we will have over thirty artists in our location this year, which is a very big number. For the building, it's a little bit out of the beaten path. It's not quite in Lower Town, but it is definitely worth coming to. Now, the St. Paul Art Crawl, I want to remind our listeners, is April 26th, 27th, and 28th. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I have a flyer that um, illustrates some cool art at the Rossmore. Uh, we do have one of her beautiful light fixtures being featured, but there's wood boards, there's pottery, there's abstract art. Right. We've got photographers, painters, jewelers. Um, we really do work hard to get a lot of artists, and um, sometimes people think it's just a little bit far from Lower Town. I've counted it. It's less than 6,000 steps. <laughs> you can even get your 10,000 steps in. Um, and it's. we also have some venues as far as um, places to eat. If you don't know the Rossmar, it's um, 500 Robert Street, and it's where Keith's Cafe is. So, um, and some other, definitely other businesses, but I'm just going to say Keys because she's been there the longest. So, um, that you started out helping as a, a coordinator for the building even before you started doing your art. Right. Um, when I moved in, one of um, the artists that had lived in the building kind of as a art fairy, maybe. They weren't really <laughs> supposed to be living there. Uh-huh. Um, bought a, a condo um, and she was doing art crawl and so I started helping with that and then when she got a little bit overwhelmed, because it's very difficult trying to be an artist, possibly working and doing the art crawl coordination. So we love the, our friends that will be art crawl coordinators even when they're not artists. It's huge um, asset to have people that are supporters and so I started doing art crawl coordinating and um, my first art crawl I didn't even want to put my work out because I thought it was a little bit too weird (laughs) so I set up a display and I had these little slips of paper where people could write down what they thought. I had questions like, would you buy this? Do you like it? What do you think it's made out of? And then I crept out after the first night and saw that people were receptive. So by Sunday, I was out there showing off what I was doing. And that was 10 years ago. And I've been doing art cross since. Well, I love that the Rossmore is why you do art. It is. It, when, a, when a building and the artist can inspire the great work. And it was fun this morning when you came in, a fellow artist is like, oh, you're the one that does the, the light fixtures. Yeah, so. we might be working on a deal. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. So. Well, again, I want to encourage folks to go down to the Art Crawl in St. Paul. Uh, to go there, you can first check it out on the website, which is the stpaulartcrawl.org. Also know... Don't worry about uh, having to go too many steps because you also have the Metro Transit that's giving you a bus pass. So free bus passes. You just need to download it. You again can go to the stpaulartcrawl.org to get that bus pass. Now we'll be right back. We're going to be listening to more artists. We're not done. We've got great more adventures to come. So stay with us after a few short announcements. In 1977, NASA launched the Voyager spacecrafts, satellites sent from Earth to study the farthest reaches of outer space. Aboard these Voyagers were the golden records, time capsules filled with images, sounds, and music that tell the story of our world. Astronomer Carl Sagan said, The launching of these records into the cosmic ocean says something very hopeful about life on this planet. But can we still find that hope? 
If you could send a message out to the universe today, what would you say? This April, join Sandbox Theater for the Golden Record Project, an intimate event 42 years in the making. The Golden Record Project is a search for connection, a hopeful call to other worlds, and a declaration that we are here. The Golden Record Project, April 12th through May 4th at the Sandbox. Tickets and information at sandboxtheateronline.com. The Golden Record Project. What would you share? Art lovers, it's time to celebrate, learn about, and collect local art at the St. Paul Art Crawl, running April 26th to 28th. The Spring St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you will have the chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artists' studios, lofts, and galleries. Up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 34 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for your own. And when you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community, too, with free transit passes. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the Art Crawl. Be sure to get details at stpaulartcrawl.org. That's stpaulartcrawl.org. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the age of artificial intelligence. 85-year-old Marjorie, a jumble of disparate, fading memories, has a handsome new companion, me, a hologram who's been programmed to feed her the story of her life back to her. If given the chance, what would you remember? What would you forget? Jordan Harrison's new play explores the mysteries of human identity and what technology offers. Prime Productions presents the play Marjorie Prime at St. Paul's Park Square Theater. Performances run April 19th to May 19th. For tickets, visit parksquaretheater.org. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today will be sunny with a high near 73. And tonight, increasing clouds with a low around 50. Sunday, a slight chance of rain with a high near 67 and a low around 45. Monday will be rainy with a high of 53 and a low around 39. EatLocalMinnesota.com's Restaurant of the Week is Cafe Latte. Cafe Latte is a gourmet cafeteria with an ever-changing selection of award-winning salads, sandwiches, and soup. Plus, their bakery specializes in fresh breads and desserts. Check them out at the intersection of Victoria and Grand in St. Paul. radio show where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and I have wonderful artists who are here to talk about the St. Paul Art Crawl, which is April 26th, 27th, and 28th, as well as talk about their art, which is always a great conversation. Our guests today are Jill Whitney Burke. Welcome, Jill. Thank you so much. Now, where are you doing your uh, exhibition? I will be showing at the Schmidt Artist Lofts. And um, that's right across the street from the new Keg and Case, which is just an amazing food and art and um, social extravaganza. Yeah, it's an amazing <laughs> space. So uh. if you haven't been over there, you can you can come and see my art and then pop over to the Keg and Case. And we have Heather Cole. Welcome, Heather. Thank you. Thanks for sharing about your your cool lighting art and light and dark. Thank you. And we have Stefan Kissler. Welcome, Stefan. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. And I'm looking forward to uh, talking with you in the next segment about the East Side Reboot campaign and your photography. But in this segment, we get to talk with Jill Whitney Burke about sassy art. Yes, definitely sassy. And you are one of the um, honorary catalog cover competition winners. Yes, I am. I was very, very honored to be selected. And when you pick up one of the uh, event overviews, uh, I'm picking it up, and then for the Facebook viewers can see, there's a map and there's a uh, overview of all the events. You get to see your art, which is Ruth Beta Ginsburg. Yes, it is. Saint Ruth, I Saint call Ruth. that one. Yes. Well, she does have sort of a glow. She has that, a halo. The yes. halo. Yes. She is, she's a goddess, so we have to honor her appropriately. 
Your work uh, focuses on girl power and goddesses and saints. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful pieces. They're lively. They um, they create uh, an intrigue of of playfulness, but there's also some seriousness to them as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smart Girl series is very cool, looking at the accomplishment of women. Yep. But tell me about the saints. These are women that you have elevated into a, a holy kingdom <laughs> yes. or queendom. Let's call it a queendom. <laughs> yes. Well, I um, I specialize in mixed media art. So I have uh, many, many layers of different different things, papers and fabrics and paint and inks and lots and lots of vintage photos. So in my, my saint series, um, I've been trying to select – Women and a couple of men. A couple of men have made it into my Saint series. <laughs> Mr. Rogers is in, yes. of course, because he's um, amazing. But um, I guess my my own – I've been kind of taking my own spiritual journey. Um, I was raised kind of conservatively in a kind of conservative um, spiritual um, philosophy. And I've just been kind of exploring how you can widen – the idea of being a spiritual person. And so um, I've kind of widened the idea of who can be a saint and uh-huh. why why they could be a saint. And so I've got Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I've got Rosa Parks, Mr. Rogers, Audrey Hepburn. I even have Betty Page, for those of you who know Betty Page, uh-huh. um, Marilyn Monroe, lots and lots of different um, different people that I've elevated to icon status. And um, it's kind of fun to keep adding to that. I'm going to be adding the Obamas and I think um, maybe Bob Ross. That would be kind of fun. I like that. Um, Yeah. So I think I'm going to expand a little bit too. Well, looking at sainthood and spirituality, your pieces have both that power, Mm -hmm. but you you make sure there's a vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. I like to explore – um, especially with women, kind of the past. So there's lots and lots of vintage pictures. I like vintage showgirls. I like vintage um, housewives. I like flirty skirty. I like flirty skirty. <laughs> yes, it, you know, the more you can twirl in a skirt is is that's like the joy of life. So um, I just like that that feeling of um, the vintage woman, but. Infused with today's power, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, you like old things and new things. I do. I do. You're living in a different century. You I, think. I, I am. Yes, yes. I, I get teased that I'm, I'm sort of living somewhere else all the time. My head is somewhere else. But it's a great place to be. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So Now, some of the pieces as I went through, they have, as you say, the – Pinup style in some of them. Yes. Um, other of them are are uh, with lots of different images. Mm-hmm. So, do you take the, the saint theme as one thing? Are there other themes that intrigue you? Uh, yeah, I have another series that's called the Things We Wear, and that takes um, it'll take like a fashion fo- photo, like a vintage fashion photo or a current fashion photo, and then wherever the clothes are, I take out the clothes and I piece in uh, like a patchwork of different experiences of women. So there might be a picture of a woman in a corset or there might be a picture of um, women protesting for women's rights or um, sexist things that, that we've had to face. And so all those make up the clothing of the main image. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just exploring – you know, we've had to wear a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. And um, and so it's kind of an honor to those who have come before us, and it also encourages us today to keep with the fight and also recognize what women have had to put up with, what they have had to struggle through to get to the place that we are today. And, and I like that you take some of what is considered like embroidery being uh, a traditional. Uh, feminine thing to do, and yet you create it right into the piece of art itself. Yeah, on my Saint series, um, they're made out of a thick uh, watercolor paper, and so after I'm done with the you know basic work that I want to do, then I will embroider words or images or patterns over the top of the mixed media work, mm-hmm. and that kind of adds another dimension to it. And I like, like you said. 
embroidery is a woman, quote unquote, womanly art from the past that we can appropriate now and you know try to do something different with it. So, how did you decide that you wanted to do mixed media? Well, I've always been kind of an artist, but not a visual artist. Um, I was a I've been a theater director for thirty years, a performer, a singer, um, and I. I did photography in high school and college, but it's just like I couldn't find the thing that that was me. I can't draw worth a darn. Like I just <laughs> can't do it. So I always thought, oh, Jill, you can't be an artist because you can't draw. But then I found this, and it was about three or four years ago that I started experimenting with this. And then I took a road trip, and I just listened to – the voices inside my head and, and the spirituality of that was all around me. And it said, do it, Jill. Just do it. Don't make any more excuses. Just go for it. And the second I did that, things just started taking off. Uh, like I knew. You claimed it. I did. I decided this is what I want to do and this is who I am and this is how I should be. So, Well, now that you mentioned really that fun. you have a musical background, mm-hmm. I think that hits it for me in terms of when I see your piece, it's almost like there's different notes yes. throughout the piece that have come together and that mm-hmm. you have created almost a song. Kind there, of, yeah. There, yeah that's it, a nice way to, to say because it. Because there's a theme, there's an mm-hmm. overarching, and, and but there's like these little verses <laughs> that you can see in various places. Yeah, there's lots of hidden things in my work. Uh, there's so many layers that some things end up getting lost from mm-hmm. the beginning, mm-hmm. but they're there. And if you look closely, you'll see lots and lots and lots of hidden little treasures. Well, I can see the theater eye as well in that it, it yeah. looks like a stage set yep. picture. Yep. That this could be on a stage. You yep. could have the curtains open and there you are <laughs> yep. and there you have it. Yep. It's sort of like blocking. You have to block the, <laughs> the scene just right so uh-huh. that it looks balanced and it looks beautiful. So it's been a learning experience as well as a sharing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what feedback have you gotten from folks that buy your art and want your art? Um, I guess the thing that makes me the happiest is that they they can identify with it. It speaks to their hearts. It um, I don't know. It just it makes them happy. Yeah. I mean, my mission in life, my mission statement is to enrich people's lives through the arts. And that can be a lot of different ways. But I hope that if someone buys my piece, it'll just make them happy. It'll it'll speak to them. It'll make them, I don't know, just a more joyful person. Well, why don't you give your website? Because I know when I went to your website and then I, I clicked on your gallery, uh-huh. I was just amazed at the variety of playfulness. But I have to say that they all make me smile. Good, good. Your mission accomplished with me. (laughs) Yay. That's what it's all about. So why don't you give your website for us? Sure. It's jillwhitneyburke.com. So it's Jill, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-B-I-R-K.com. And when you go, you'll find find Happy Street. Yes. And tell me a little bit about Happy Street. (laughs) Happy Street is – the main character in that is – a girl who I found, I think online, a vintage picture of a girl who's walking down the street and she's just flung her head back and she's laughing her head off. And um, and there's joy, just pure it, joy. Yeah, it's just a happy feeling. She's just living her life and having and, a good time. And yet at the same time, you've got pinks and blues and teals mm-hmm. and all these colors that are just exploding. Yep. And then is it, a, is it a picket fence that that – um, it's actually uh, of a handmade paper, but it has the appearance of a picket fence. Yeah. 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 Then yeah. you'll see women dancing. You've got glamour girls. <laughs> uh, you've got old-timey and by-the-sea yeah. women in old swimsuits. Mm-hmm. And yet there's always one main character. Usually there is. That that really captures your heart uh, and you see through their eyes yeah. as well as – um, make a connection to how it makes you feel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So with that, I want to make sure that folks know that you they can come and see your art yep. at the Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you also working with the director coordinator for your Schmidt uh, with things that are going on there? Um, well, I'm a guest artist there. I don't live there, but um, 
There's yeah, lots of stuff there's going on. There's so much. There's so many good artists at the Schmitz. I mean, you can't go wrong. You'll see lots at one stop. So it's like it's like the Rossmore. You can just go and, and be in one place and see tons of us. And please, feel free to talk to us. We love talking about our work. Don't be intimidated by artists. We're sort of weird sometimes, <laughs> but um, we generally love to talk about our work and... Um, yeah, just get us started, and you probably will have to shut us up. So, And the Schmidt yeah, is a fun place to visit just for the building itself. It is uh, so historical. There's lots of good good spiritual vibe there. Yeah, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good mojo. So next week, I want to see you at the St. Paul Art Crawl. It's April 26th, 27th, 28th. And for more information, you can go to stpaulartcrawl.org. We'll be right back, and we'll be um, continuing our artistic conversation. So stay with us. Hey community, this is Sian Thomas from ABC Realty. We represent a diverse team of realtors here at ABC, and we're rooted in your community. We are the only brokerage with an intentional focus on the east side of St. Paul. We specialize in helping first-time homebuyers and people of color to find the home and the neighborhood of their dreams. We have agents who speak Spanish and Hmong, and to keep pace with the ever-changing demographics of the east side, we're adding agents who speak the languages of our community communities. We're accessible and we're available for you. Face-to-face and over the phone, we'll help you each step of the way, whether you're buying or selling. We'll discuss the value of home ownership and how it can be leveraged to build your future. We are here for you, ready to put our experts to work for you. So learn more about us here at abcrealtytwincities.com. That's abcrealtytwincities.com. I'm Connie Burek, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. On the Awakened Living Radio Show, we will discuss stress, self-care, fear, happiness, beliefs, communication, joy, pain, trauma, and more. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life. It's the age of artificial intelligence. 85-year-old Marjorie, a jumble of disparate, fading memories, has a handsome new companion, me, a hologram who's been programmed to feed her the story of her life back to her. If given the chance, what would you remember? What would you forget? Jordan Harrison's new play explores the mysteries of human identity and what technology offers. Prime Productions presents the play Marjorie Prime at St. Paul's Park Square Theatre. Performances run April 19th to May 19th. For tickets, visit parksquaretheater.org. The fine folks at Common Good Books will help you find the perfect book for you or the book lover in your life. Find a huge selection from a locally owned and independent bookseller in the Twin Cities. They are always bringing in top authors from around the globe for special in-store events. Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Find Common Good Books at 38 South Snelling Avenue in St. Paul or shop online at commongoodbooks.com. If you have a painting project, you should consider hiring Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration Company. We've been awarded nationally for craftsmanship, are highly professional, responsive, and fairly priced. If you feel overwhelmed by starting a painting project, we make it easy from start to finish. We move furniture, vacuum, sweep, dust, and put your home back the way we found it. There is a difference. Our professionalism sets us apart. Visit N-I-C-K-S-L-A-V-I-K.com. That's NickSlavic.com to learn more. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. We've been talking about the St. Paul Art Crawl, one of my favorite things to talk about. Next week, I'm going to be hitting the streets in St. Paul. It's April 26th, 27th, and 28th. And in our segments, we've talked about the St. Paul uh, Art Crawl's various exhibits. Uh, The State Arts Board is going to be doing an exhibit of art that they do all over Minnesota and how proud that we own that art. We support that art. 
Uh, I also have had Jill Whitney Burke in our last mm-hmm. segment share about her cool, sassy art. Uh, Jill, so nice to have you and thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. It's just been a pleasure. And Heather, love to have you and talk about your your uh, milk jug art. <laughs> yes. And there's actually a display. I'm in part of the Easter egg hunt at Rosedale Center, too, with oh, something fun. completely different. Oh, fun. Mm. And I've, I'm so inspired that you had the Rossmore Artists and Building inspire you to get back into your art. Uh, yeah. You focused that in college and then you, you brought it to life. Uh, through the St. Paul Art Crawl. Yes, the building did absolutely inspire me. Stefan Kissler, you are a photographer. You've been doing this all your life, but more recently you've been doing it as your art, as your main focus. Yeah, I retired a couple of years ago from 3M, and photography always was one of my passions, and now I have kind of the chance and the time to live it out and explore more deeply and develop my own language, so to speak. You were telling me earlier that you started doing photography more seriously when you were doing a class that asked you to to explore a concept. Well, I've taken a number of classes. This class was a master class that lasted six months, and we basically had to show progress on our work every month in 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 a video conference call across the nation. And so the pressure was on to do something <laughs> real and something serious as opposed to just shooting pictures. And how were you inspired to do uh, a series? So I, I've always enjoyed portrait photography. Um, and I, I was over on Payne Avenue a couple of years ago, some summer dropping off at the humidifier. And as I walk into that old appliance store, I see a lady in front of me that looked straight out of a Walker Evans portrait. Wow. Walker Evans was the photographer early last century who did some of those famous Depression-era photographs. And Payne Avenue, I, I don't want to call it Depression area, but it's a, it's a very diverse neighborhood. It's a very um, economically challenged neighborhood, but it's also a neighborhood that's starting to seriously change including the arts. There's a number of art venues that have and will be popping up. And so I decided to explore Payne Avenue, and I didn't complete, but I made good progress on a series last year that I call, really I call it a portrait of a community. Some people call my work street photography. It's not really. It's it's in-depth portraits of individuals, some of whom happen to be out in the street and many of whom I meet in the street. But then we work together, I get to know them, and I will only take the image once I know really what their story is and what their life situation is. And I, I hope that my images convey capture that. Capture that, that story. So the idea is to encourage people to look into the face of other people that they may never meet otherwise. Uh, it's it's very interesting to see people looking into somebody's face on a photograph versus for real. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're attracted to faces when we're when babies. Uh, that's our lifeblood to be able to grow up is to have a connection with a face. But I don't think that that ever goes away. There's a a deep yeah. need to look at face. But still, I've observed it. I did two summers ago a project in in Minneapolis on people who are signing not using sign language, but they stand at street corners with yeah. signs asking yeah. for help. You don't, they and don't it, look at faces. And it was interesting to see how some of the people who were actually dropping the money into the hand of the person were looking at their steering wheel. They were not looking out the window into the person's eye. And so I think I catch myself as well. You, you scan immediately people and you kind of categorize who might be of interest to you and who you're uncomfortable with, and you tend to avoid the uncomfortable. Or frightened, frightened to make the connection. Because when you do look in, you make a connection. You make uh, some sort of way of being open and perhaps even vulnerable. Yeah. And so my images seek to encourage people, and it actually helps them look into the eye of individuals that are maybe in a challenged or distressed situation in their life. In a, in, a, in a positive way. In a controlled environment at first, in a positive way. And they ask questions and then they come out. And... 
You have a picture that you showed me that's at the Eastside Freedom Library. Yeah, I, I explored all sorts of venues. Peter runs a great organization over there in a great venue. And I happened to drop in when the current ladies were teaching the young teenage girls their ancient textile craft. And there's on the stairwell down, there's actually a wall painting of a scene in the old country with mountains and huts and people are out spreading their textiles. And I was able to ask this one lady to stand in front of that with her scroll under her arm. And that image really confuses people because it doesn't look like Payne Avenue at all. Uh -huh. It looks like a mountain scene uh -huh. and some person. And the other thing that's intriguing about that particular image, you cannot tell at first what's real and what's painted. Nice. But it is actually a photograph and there's no photoshopping in my work. It's all what I see. Or During the art crawl, where can people find your art? Um, I'm showing a few photographs at a venue that we call Art at 967 Payne. It's right at the intersection of Case and Payne in the heart of Old Payne Avenue. There will be a total of 12 artists at that venue, and there will be a few other venues. They're listed in the catalog on Payne and on the east side. There's a total of six venues this year on the east side, which we're most happy about. Well, I have a minute left for each of you to share What's most important to you about bringing people down for the St. Paul Art Crawl? So we'll start with you. Yes, this is Heather. Um, I really encourage people to come down and see artists in person. And I like to be doing art during Art Crawl and have highlights of projects that I've worked on. So for me, it's about the connection of the artist and the art appreciator and the art buyer. So come on down. All right. And Jill? Yeah, oh, just come down because you'll see so many different things and just the the bountifulness of people's creativity is really, really worth it. So come down and see us. Stefan? I would say art for the people. Art sometimes tends to be for the art-interested folks, but I think everybody should feel welcome. And check it, check out. it out. Check it out at stpaulartcrawl.org, April 26th, 27th, 28th. It's next week. It's a citywide celebration. Go celebrate art. I want you to run.